Alrighty, so Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Wassalatu Wassalamu Ala Rasulillah, Wa Ala Ali Wa Sahbi Wa Manwala. If you can't hear, just um, move a little closer, okay? Um, don't get too close because I need my personal space, but get a little close. You can get closer, you can jam in a little bit because obviously we have two classes and we can't really uh, raise our voice too loud. So today we're going to study four terms that you need to put down in your notebooks from right now. All right, four terms. The first term is uh, Iman. And the second term is Islam, which is part of this hadith. Islam, Iman, Ihsan. Right? So you're going to put down Islam and Iman in your notes. And the third term that we're going to study is Kufr. Okay? And the fourth term that we're going to study is Nifaq. Nifaq or hypocrisy. Okay? What is the difference when we say Islam versus Iman? Okay? The difference is that Islam is outward. Islam is an outward expression. Okay? Islam is an outward expression. Right? And one obviously becomes a Muslim. How? By simply uttering the shahada in front of a couple other Muslims. That's it. Two Muslims. Right? And we said that this happens to a Muslim does this all the time. Just by calling the iqamah or praying. Right? So basically this is something you do once in your life. But Islam is outward. Okay? And it's very clear who is a Muslim and who is not a Muslim. It's very clear. But Iman is different. Iman is inward, okay? Iman is something on the inside of a person. And nobody knows the reality of someone else's beliefs, except that person, okay? So this is the difference between Iman and Islam. Islam is known because it's outward. Iman is what we're really after, though, and that is inward, and no one knows that except you, okay? However, Iman has signs. There are signs of Iman. Okay. The first sign of Iman is the obvious thing, is that it's the general action upon the deen. Gener in the general sense, you are acting upon what you learn in the religion. Okay. This is a sign of Iman. If you learn that the Prophet loves something, then you love it too. No one will do that except a believer. Okay. But the number one sign of Iman is prayer in private. Someone who observes his five daily prayers, even when nobody is watching them, this is a sign of belief. And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, if you see a person taking care of his wudu, okay, then testify that he has Iman in his heart. And if you see a person constantly going to the masjid, then testify that he has iman in his heart. Okay, so these things. Why? Because anything else, it could be done for multiple reasons. But specifically, coming to the masjid and making wudu and praying is only going to be done by someone who believes in Allah. Like what are other good deeds that you could do for the sake of other things? Say for example, say for example, uh, fasting. Right? Well, you have to fast. Everyone else around you is fasting. You have no choice except to fast. Or else people are going to accuse you. Right? So you sort of have no choice. Or if we're all together here and the event goes off and we all get up to pray. Right? So you have no choice. You have to because people are going to say something about you. But 
when you are home alone, okay, and nobody's there all night, no one's going to watch whether or not you pray Aisha or Fajr, right? So the prayer while you are alone is the number one sign of a person's Iman, okay? Number one sign of a person's Iman, okay? Now, the opposite of Iman is what we have to talk about, all right? Because the opposite of Islam is easy, it's kufr, right? And of the kufar, of the people who aren't believers, there are two groups, we divide in two groups. One group, the, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Allah Azza wa gave them some more rights than others, all right? So the first group are the people of the book, which we call people of the book, meaning the, the, those who are Jewish and Christian. Why? Because at, even though they've altered a lot, they've altered their religion a lot, at least they do recognize Abraham and they recognize certain basic things that we believe in too. You have a question? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, when you got, so for the people of the book, um, so you said Allah gives them leeway? Some leeway in this life, at least in this life. Okay. But they're ultimately, they're disbelievers, they're rejectors in faith. Why? Because what did we say? What is the second pillar of Iman, which we're going to study, is prophets. You have to believe in all the prophets. You cannot reject one prophet. Okay? You cannot reject a single prophet. But because they're close, they got at least Ibrahim salam and, and Musa and Yusuf. So in this world, the law of Islam gives them some extra rope. But ultimately, they're in the camp of unbelievers. And then the other category is everyone who is other than them. All right, pagans, disbelievers in God, all these things. So that's easy. So Islam and this difference between a Muslim and a Kafir, this is easy. But now we need to look at what is the difference between a mu'min and a munafiq, a hypocrite. The nifaq, we call this person a munafiq, hypocrite. And this is what we have to worry about. Why is it we have to worry about this? Because hellfire is seven grades, right? The worst punishment. Who is the worst one in the sight of Allah Azza wa Jal? Is it uh, the kufar? No. The worst in the sight of Allah Azza wa Jal is someone who is a munafiq, a hypocrite. Okay? So what is the definition of a hypocrite? Alright? You're going to make two branches here. There are two types of def definitions of hypocrites. One is bad and one is the really bad one that we're fearing. Yes? Is this going to kufar? No, we're in nifaq. We're in the opposite of iman is nifaq. All right. So nifaq basically means a hypocrite. Nifaq is a hypocrite. Yeah, munafiq is a hypocrite. Nifaq means hypocrisy. Okay. So the first definition of a munafiq, okay, this is what is in the lowest degree of the hellfire, and that is a person who outwardly says that he's a Muslim, but inwardly does not believe in this matter at all. He doesn't believe in this at all in the sight of Allah Azza wa Jal. Okay? This is the worst possible being. And Allah says they have a sickness and a disease okay, that they have brought upon themselves. Okay? By stating that they believe while in fact they don't believe. Now why would someone do that? Why in the world would someone state that they believe but they don't believe? You see the status of the Muslims wasn't always as it is today. It used There were times when to state that you were a Muslim had a lot of gains, a lot of worldly gain. If you were a Muslim, then if you weren't. So some people came into Islam, 
right? When they saw that the Prophet is gaining victories and gaining wealth, they came into Islam to take part in some of that wealth. But in fact, in their hearts, they had no such Iman and no such faith. Okay? So this is, what we're going to call this, major hypocrisy. In Arabic, nifaq akbar. So this is the major hypocrisy in which Allah Azza wa promised them the worst punishment, even worse than the worst of atheists, worse Satan worshippers, worse than all of these people is this munafiq who outwardly expresses that he's a Muslim for some benefits that he has. Well, even today, what could some benefits be? Well, if you have a rich family and they're taking care of you and he's a pious Muslim, you don't believe in any of that stuff. However, you need him to pay your bills. You need him to pay your college tuition. He's going to get you a car. They're going to treat you well. They're going to find you all these things that you need. So you put out a face that you believe, but in fact, you have no belief. This is what we call nifaq akbar, right? Or major hypocrisy, right? And this is the biggest fear that a Muslim has to have. Okay? So we will get into the signs. What are the signs of this type of hypocrisy? Inshallah, once we come back. Right, so we'll take a break here from Maghrib. If anyone needs to make wudu, go ahead and make your wudu. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The green or the soccer field. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alrighty. Uh, to review what we're looking at here. Alright. To review what we're looking at here. Iman. Islam. What's the difference between the two? Islam is something outward. You can tell very clearly who is a Muslim. And the opposite of Islam is what? Is disbelief, unbelief. Why do we say the difference between unbelief and disbelief? What is the difference between that? Right? We differentiate even amongst the disbelievers as those who don't know and those who know and reject. Okay? So that's why someone who is rejecting faith this is the real kafir, right? And also, kafir is someone who doesn't know any better, right? He's still the same thing, but in this life, is the same to us. In the next life, Allah will judge them differently, right? Allah doesn't judge the one who knows equally to the one he doesn't, who doesn't know, okay? But for our purposes, it's all uh, one in the respect that they're not Muslim, okay? Now we go to Iman. Iman, we said, is something in the heart. It is unknown, right? It's unknown in the sense that from amongst the Muslims, we don't know who's in the, what's in your heart and what's in your heart and what's in someone else's heart. We only know you're outside that you're a Muslim, okay? So what is the opposite of Iman? We said the opposite of Iman is Nifaq. Nifaq means your, your outside declares that you're a Muslim, but on the inside, okay, you lack this iman. You don't believe. Iman is belief, to believe in something. Okay? On the outside, you appear to be a Muslim. But on the inside, that person has no iman whatsoever. No faith whatsoever. So we said now, nifaq, we're dividing it into two categories. The major one is what we just said. He doesn't believe at all. But he's in this because number one, he was born into it. So he's stuck. Right? He's stuck. Or, okay, he has something to gain. 
Like, who was the chief of the hypocrites in the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him? What's his name? His name is Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul. So write that down. His name is Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul. So why did he become Muslim in the first place? He became Muslim because he saw everyone else was becoming Muslim. They were going to make him the king of Yathrib. Okay? They were going to make him the king. Ubay ibn Salul. Salul. They were going to make him the king of Yathrib. But then they changed their mind and they say, We found someone better. Right? That is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then everyone started to become Muslim. So he saw, if I'm going to lose out. So he became Muslim for this reason only. And Jibreel alayhi salam, Angel Jibreel, came and told the Prophet, peace be upon him, in the city of Medina there are 12 people, 12 people, all right, who are hypocrites. Right? 12 people who don't believe, and in fact they're only claiming to believe because there's so much to gain. So this is what we call, now what major hypocrisy? Now what are the signs of this major hypocrisy? Right? The signs of this major hypocrisy, the Prophet peace be upon him said, is that when the hypocrite speaks and everything he utters, there's a little bit of a lie. He cannot help himself but telling a lie somewhere in his speech. Okay? If he makes a promise, he always makes promises and breaks his promises. Right? So this is number two. He always breaks his promises. A third sign is that the hypocrite, if you give him a trust, that means you give him something to take care of, he is constantly failing to take care of what you entrust him. Okay? If you give him a job, he'll try to cut corners. If you give him a tool, he'll try to use it as much as he can before he gives it back. Or he ruins it before he gives it Things like this. This is what a trust is. Next, they make very little remembrance of Allah. They are totally disinterested in the subject of God and afterlife. The subject of Allah and afterlife, they are totally disinterested in. Okay? This is a sign of hypocrisy. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them in the Quran as saying, La Allah illa qalila. They remember Allah very little. They're not interested in the subject of Allah or heaven or hell or afterlife at all because they don't believe it in the first place. Next sign. They prefer the company of disbelievers over the company of believers. They are not interested in keeping the company of believers. Okay, They're not interested at all in keeping the company of Muslims. Why do you keep the company of a Muslim because you have the same goal you have the same purpose right and you want to be around people who believe what you believe everyone loves to be around someone okay who believes what they believe right or wrong right you want to be with people that you agree with Do you go and make friends with people who disagree with you right you don't go to make friends with someone who likes does the opposite of you all the time right so you make you want out, you go out there and you befriend and keep the company of people who believe what you believe. So one of the signs of iman is the opposite of these things that you love to keep the company 
of the pious, of people who you know they believe in Allah and they're not going to mess up their afterlife. Right? So you can keep company with those people. The next sign is that the munafiq, he only worships Allah in front of people. He only worships Allah in front of people and never by himself. He never cares to worship Allah by himself. Okay? And lastly, one of the last signs that we're going to give you today is that the hypocrite never worries about being a hypocrite. A believer is always afraid that he might be a hypocrite. But the, the munafiq, the hypocrite, he doesn't care about the issue at all. So if someone feels, I don't care about this subject of who is a hypocrite, I don't think of a hypocrite, I don't care about it, this is the biggest sign of a hypocrite. Right? So the believer, his sign is all the opposite of these. The, if you take the opposite, these are the signs of the believer. A mu'min, a true believer in, in, in Allah, He's always interested in the subject of God and afterlife. He loves to talk about the Creator and what the Creator has promised, right? And what is it to not get on the bad side of the Creator. The, the mu'min, he doesn't like to lie because he knows Allah is watching him, right? He doesn't like telling lies. He likes to be one person. The hypocrite is described as he's two people. In front of the Muslims, he acts one way. But then when he goes and he's in front of the non-believers, he's a total different person. This is why Allah says, لَا يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا Acting one way with one group, but when he's another group, he acts another way. In the Arabian desert, there's an animal, there's an animal called the Yarbu'a. The Yarbu'a. The Yarbu'a is a jar, Jarboa. In English, is the Jarboa. And Nifaq, the word Nifaq, comes from Nafaq, which is a tunnel. Right? What's a tunnel? It goes underground. Right? You go down. Like, what do we? How do we get to New York? You go down in Jersey City, okay, into the tunnel, and then you come out. Where? Where are you? You're under the Hudson River. Then you come up in Manhattan. Right? So the word, right, nifaq has to do with being under a tunnel. Okay. So what does the jarboa do? The jarboa is a scared animal. He's a very scared animal. So unlike a beaver or a snake, he doesn't just dig himself a hole in the ground to live. Like a snake or a beaver, these things, a groundhog, what do they do? They go dig and they dig a hole. They enter and exit from the same hole. Well, the jarbo is always very scared. So what does he do? He digs one hole, then he digs a tunnel, then he digs a second hole. So if a snake or a beaver or something or a, a, an eagle or a hawk comes to eat him, right, he can't fight because he has, he's a scared creature. So he just goes down and he gets in the other hole. If the animal comes from that side, he goes back and he goes to the other hole. Okay? And so the Prophet, peace be upon him, faced in Medina many people, right, who treated him so well when things were good. But as soon as the enemy came, they went and sided with the other enemy that they thought would be the winners. Okay? And this happened constantly. So these were whom Jibreel told him, these are the munafiks. These are hypocrites. They are not true believers. Okay? They are not true believers. Okay? Now, we come to the question. Right? We come to the question. 
Allah says in the Quran, O oh, you who believe, in Surah As-Saf, لِمَ تَقُولُونَ مَا لَا تَفْعَلُونَ Why do you say what you do not do? But he described them as believers, people who say something and do something different. So we say about this, this is the second branch of hypocrisy, which we call minor or lesser hypocrisy. Why is it lesser? Because this person is a believer. He's a mu'min. So all of what we stated does not apply to that type of person. So what is the sickness of this type of person? It's not much of a sickness. It's more of a bad deed. And that is the bad deed of not of preaching one thing and, and then doing the opposite. Okay? Telling people to do one thing, then doing the opposite. Not out of a mistake or out of a minor sin. No, on purpose. Okay? We all make mistakes, right? You're all going to tell everyone's... Uh, Parent says, look, you got to eat your vegetables and be healthy. Okay. Oh, really? Why are you 300 pounds? Okay. You look at them. Oh, you got to make sure you eat your vegetables and be healthy. He's the most unhealthy person. Don't eat candy. It's bad for your teeth. He's already got six cavities. This is not what we're talking about, right? We're, talk we're talking about someone who purposely, on purpose, gives you one thing and then does another thing. Okay. And this is minor hypocrisy, which is a major sin, for, which is a sin for a Muslim, but he's still a believer. It doesn't make me a non-believer, right? It doesn't make you the munafik that we're talking about. So this is why we have to separate hypocrisy into two types. The first type of hypocrisy is outlined in Surah Al-Baqarah, in 13 ayahs. 13 ayahs of Surah Al-Baqarah. And the second type is talked about in Surah Al-Saf, okay? So you have to know the two different types of hypocrisy, one of which is the worst type of thing a person could have. He is in the lowest realm in the fire. He is lower than the shaitan himself. This is the hypocrite, munafiq. Right? So if, let's review a little bit. If I'm fearing, feeling fear of being a munafiq, how do I remedy this? By doing proper deeds in private. By studying and thinking about Allah and afterlife, because the munafiq doesn't do these things. By making sure I don't lie in my speech. By making sure my behavior is one person. You are one person. It doesn't mean you always do the same thing in front of everyone, right? It doesn't mean you do the same thing in front of everyone. If you have your neighbor who's not a Muslim or someone in your house, you're not going to be calling the adhan and praying in front of them. You might say, alright, let me pray over there, right? So that they don't feel uncomfortable, right? Or you're not going to your workplace and going to call the adhan and the iqama, okay? And say, well, I'm just one person. I do this in my house. I do it in the mosque. I'm going to call the adhan in the mall. I'm going to call the adhan and pray at work. No, this is foolishness. This is not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is that if you are loyal to God and his prophet here, then you should be loyal there and you should express it in the right way in each place, okay? In each place. And you're a Muslim. If someone goes and makes a joke about your prophet in your school or in your place of work, you're not going to laugh at it. If you laugh at it with them, right? And then you come here and you're saying, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, that's the sign of hypocrisy. And you're confused. You need to make a choice in your head, right? So this is what we're talking about, of not being like the Yarbu'ah, the Jarboa, who he has one behavior with one group and another behavior with another group. Okay? But you can just adjust the expression of that behavior.
Is there a question over here? Hamza, you had a question? Now, so this is the difference between a mu'min and a munafiq. Now we're going to cover another thing. Yep. Um, so you said the word, you said the, um, the word seven was the one that you said. Yes, this is the worst of the creation in total. And he is in the lowest realm of the fire. Right? Is the hypocrite. Worse even than, why is he worse than Iblis? Iblis, you know his, what he's about. A kafir, Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab, and the enemies of Islam, you know what they're about. It's not a, you're not hidden there. This like a, a box of poison, right, that says poison on it. You don't have to worry about that, right? What you have to worry about is someone putting a little piece of poison in your dinner, okay? But you don't know where it is. I tell you there's three pieces of rice in your pot. Right, that are poisonous. Well, this is far worse because we don't know who's a munafiq amongst us. And the munafiq always causes problems for the Muslims. They always cause problems. All the problems that happened right, in Medina, in the time of the Prophet, they were caused by munafiqs. Right? They sow trouble okay, for the believers because they're not with them. They're with them with their body or not with their hearts. We're now going to cover the last thing for the day. The last subject we're going to talk about for today is yet another category. Okay? Another category. And that is... Huh? No, it's not hypocrisy. We talked about the Muslim, the Kafir. We said, what is a mu'min versus munafiq? Right? But now we're going to talk about staying Muslim. Right? We, we know how you become a Muslim. Say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, you're a Muslim, right? Now we need to worry about what actions must I avoid or else I will no longer be a Muslim. Like, for example, we know that what it takes to make salah, you have to make wudu. But we also have to study what you should do, what actions cause you not to have wudu, right? So likewise, we know what it means to fast. I'm not eating and I'm not drinking. But we also need to know what causes you to break the fast. So now we need to know what actions will a person do? They will make them not a Muslim anymore. You are not a Muslim. You have to actually, just like someone who makes wudu and he goes to the bathroom, then he wants to pray. What does he have to do? He's got to redo his wudu, right? If a Muslim was to do one of these things, you have to retake his shahada. He have to go, take a bath, and say in front of people, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, and within himself and within others. These actions that we're going to list. Yeah. Okay. So what are these actions? Number one action. Making a mockery and a joke about God, His prophet, angels, holy books. Mocking. Someone who laughs and makes a joke about the prophet, peace be upon him. Or about one of the wives of the prophet. Or about something the way they lived. Right? Making a joke about the way the prophet lived or making a joke about anything related to the religion, okay, is a mockery, immediately that person has put himself outside of Islam. They got to go take a wudu, if not a ghusl, and repent from what they've done and say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, and start over. And all of their deeds that were good have been wiped out, have been wiped out if they do this. This is how heavy it is. 
right? This is how heavy it is to make fun of and mock the religion, any aspect of the religion, okay? This is why we have something called that which is sacred. What does the word sacred mean? Untouchable. You can't touch it. You can't mock it. You can't put it down. It's sacred, right? This is one thing. Number two, disrespect of religious symbols on purpose. Okay, disrespect of religious symbols on purpose. In other words, this is similar to mockery, right? Similar to mockery. Someone disrespects, has disrespect or disdain of anything of the symbols of Allah Azza wa Jal. Okay, on purpose. Why do we say on purpose? It could be by accident. For example, most people don't know that you shouldn't put the, some people don't know you shouldn't put the Quran on the ground. And they might put the Quran on the ground, right? Or he might put, there was a man, I met a man. He's a butcher from England. He said, I grew up, I didn't know anything about the deen. When I decided to, st to start figuring out what's the truth, I used to read the Quran. Now, this is not a joke. He was so ignorant. He said, I was really ignorant. I used to take the Quran and I put it in a pile of books in the bathroom so that I could read it while I'm in the bathroom. Right? Obviously, he didn't know. He's actually trying to learn. Right? Obviously, he learned and he stopped doing that. So this is why we have to say on purpose. Intentional disrespect of, re of religious symbols. Okay? The next thing is to deny daruri knowledge. You have to write this new vocabulary word called daruri knowledge. Okay? Daruri knowledge. Right, so what is daruri knowledge? Daruri knowledge is... Any knowledge in the Quran or the Hadith that has two qualities. Number one, the meaning is crystal clear. It cannot have two meanings. It has one meaning. And number two, it has been disseminated so far and wide that even Muslim kids know it. Okay? So, Daruri knowledge has two qualities. Alright? That it's meaning, it's a verse or Hadith that has clear meaning. Crystal clear in its meaning. Has no two meanings, not three meanings. One clear meaning. And it has been disseminated so far and wide that any Muslim kid, boy, girl, who's been living with Muslims knows this knowledge. For example, nobody needs to educate you that Muhammad is your prophet, right? No one needs to educate you that we believe in afterlife. No one needs to inform you. Any Muslim who walks through the door knows we were create. Who, who did Allah create? Who's the first human that Allah created? Adam and Eve. No one needs to study that, right? No one needs to study. If you're 10 years old, you know that Hajj, where do we make the Hajj? In Mecca. No one's going to think it's in Jerusalem. No one is going to think Hajj is in uh, Medina, right? Or in any other city. If you're a Muslim, if you just know anything, if you hang out with Muslims for, for two weeks, you know that there's something called Ramadan, which we fast 30 days. Right? No one needs to know this. You all know that pork and alcohol is haram. Okay? You all know these things. This is what we call daruri knowledge. By default of living with Muslims, you will know this stuff. Okay? This is what's called daruri knowledge. If someone says, I'm a Muslim, but I don't believe that you have to pray five times a day. Okay? We say, you're outside of Islam in that case. Why? It's almost like you're making a mockery of the whole religion. 
saying, it's almost like saying, I want to play basketball, but I don't believe in using a ball. Okay? This is a joke, right? You're gone. Okay? So likewise, this daruri knowledge can never be rejected by anyone. Whoever rejects, even if he says, I'm a Muslim, right? And I pray and fast. If he rejects something of daruri knowledge, he puts himself outside of Islam. Okay? Such as a Muslim who says, I am a Muslim, but I believe that he evolved from an ape. And Adam evolved from whatever he evolved from. Outside of Islam. Or I'm a Muslim, but I don't believe that there's an afterlife. Immediately outside. Because you're saying the Quran is wrong. Right? You're saying otherwise the Quran is wrong. Or you say, I'm a Muslim, but I don't believe that you have to believe in God to be a Muslim. Or believe in Muhammad to be a Muslim. Okay? So these things put a person outside of Islam immediately. They have to change their beliefs or we don't consider them Muslims. Okay? So if we don't, if what do we do with such people? Well, we're, we're going to be distant from them so they don't affect us. Right? We're not going to come be friends with them if he's doing that. Okay? You're definitely not going to marry them. Right? You're not going to be friends with them, etc. Et now, what else could put a person outside of Islam? A person goes outside of Islam immediately if he joins the enemy in a war against the Muslims. Yeah, and the Muslims and let's say some other group are fighting a war. And that person goes and joins those kuffar to fight against the Muslims. Immediately he's outside of Islam. Immediately outside of Islam. What do we call the person who is outside of Islam? We call that murtad. Murtad. Right? Murtad. And of course, we don't need to say that the person who declares himself no longer Muslim, of course that person is outside of Islam. That doesn't need a discussion. That's like someone who goes to court and he says, I'm guilty of the crime. You don't need to have a case at that point. Okay? So, you now have the list of people, of actions that a Muslim must never do. If he does these, what has he done? He has nullified all of his good deeds. Nullified all of his good deeds. Okay? Then, now remember what we said two weeks ago. What did, what did we say about good deeds? How does Allah reward the good If I did good and Allah says he's just, right? Does Allah reward the kafir and the munafiq and, the, and all those? How does he reward them if he's just? Only in this life, right? Only in this life, okay? So now we've studied today Islam, easy. But it's only outward. And kufr. Kufr is easy as well. And the kufar, Islam, we divide them in two. One, in this life, they have a special situation with us who are the Jews and Christians. Alright? There's a different situation. For them. And then the, all the other groups after that, pagans, atheists, all the other groups are all in one lump sum. Alright? But the kafir, he's known. Right? Kafir is known. Then we said, Within the Muslims, the Muslims are going to be believers and hypocrites. And we must, our biggest fear, now that we're Muslim, right, is to be among the hypocrites. And then we listed their signs. And we said the believer is the opposite signs. Every sign of a believer, the hypocrite is the opposite. And every sign of a hypocrite, the believer is the opposite. And then lastly, we looked at what actions a person does that put them outside of Islam. Right? And make them what? A murtad. Okay, we said mockery, disrespect, rejecting daruri knowledge, and joining non believers 
right? The kuffar fighting against Muslims. Right? Any questions on today's uh, class? Right? All right. If you have any questions, you can help yourself to, yeah, to some uh, crackers and chips and dip. Jazakum Allah khair.